Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Hey, Daily Crime listeners, a quick announcement before we get into today's episode. We are, of course, a daily podcast, but during the month of July, we're going to be scaling back to one episode per week. But don't worry, in August, we'll be back to our usual daily schedule with a new episode every day, Monday through Friday. Coming up. We believe strongly, based upon our investigation, uh, that she was trying to really enhance her yoga instruction uh, with some type of yoga uh, at a retreat to where she was going to specialize in some type of surf yoga. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. We're learning more today about the international manhunt to hunt down Caitlin Armstrong. She's the woman accused of killing pro cyclist Mariah Wilson here in Austin. For more than six weeks, she had eluded authorities who say that on May 11th, she flew into a jealous rage and gunned down pro cyclist Mariah Wilson, who she thought was involved with her boyfriend. And we believe after this month and a half investigation, she really got comfortable. Uh, She felt that she had gotten away. Uh, But I really was with the long arm of the law. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. I'm joined by reporter Natalie Haddad at KVU in Austin, Texas. Natalie, thanks for being with us once again to talk about this case. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Natalie, we talked, I think it was about a month ago, about this case, and you mentioned that it was the dictionary definition of a of a love triangle gone wrong, and now we have a suspect who has been found and arrested and so much information to discuss. So let's back up and tell tell us a little bit about the days and weeks leading up to Caitlin Armstrong's capture. Oh, goodness. So I believe the last time we talked, it was, you know, around the time or, well, it was after, you know, it was when the case had really gone cold. We knew that Caitlin had uh, fled, essentially. She flew from Austin to Houston, Houston to New York City, um, LaGuardia Airport. A couple days later, she's seen on surveillance footage um, at a New Jersey airport at Newark, And then there was no record of how she left the airport, whether that was by flight or other transportation otherwise. Well, let's go back to that day. There's still not a warrant for her arrest until the day she is seen at the New Jersey airport and authorities realize, oh, she's she's running. So a warrant is issued for her arrest. But again, there's no record of how she leaves that airport. So that's where the Department of Homeland Security comes in. The U.S. Marshal's Office tells me they asked for their assistance to try and track down any sort of way she may have left the airport, maybe using a fictitious name, a fake passport, a fraudulent passport, 
when the Department of Homeland Security discovers that she used a fraudulent passport, a passport belonging to someone closely associated with her, to fly from New Jersey to Costa Rica. Now, that was on May 18th. Armstrong boarded the flight and fled to international territory by presenting a passport that did not belong to her, but belonged to someone that was closely associated with her. Now, between May 18th and June 29th, we don't know where she is until that day, June 29th. Costa Rican authorities find Caitlin in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica. Now, Santa Teresa is a remote area popular among yoga enthusiasts. And there they discover Caitlin is learning how to teach yoga and she's registered for classes under a different alias. And they also discover she wasn't using just one different alias, but three different ones. And I can get that to that in a second. When Costa Rican authorities find her, they also discover that she'd completely altered her appearance. She cut her hair to shoulder length. She dyed it brown. And when authorities found her, she also had bandages on her nose. I will say she had a bandage on her nose uh, with a little bit of discoloration under her eyes. You know, her statement was that it came from a surfboard incident, and I think it's just, we'll leave it at that. So, you know, despite going by a different name and changing her appearance, you know, even then, when Costa Rican authorities find her, she doesn't deny that she is, in fact, Caitlin Armstrong, and there she is arrested. There, The the U.S. Marshals tell me that Costa Rican authorities were able to take her into custody because when they discovered she was using a fraudulent passport, well, that's violating Costa Rican immigration laws. So that's how they're able to take her. They confirm her identity and they hold her there for a a couple of days. On July 3rd, Caitlin is extradited to the Karras County Jail in Houston. And then on July 5th, She's transferred to the Travis County Jail, and court records show that she is she has a $3.5 million bond for murder, and she also has a smaller bond for theft, and that is from a past um, charge for um, basically running out of on, on a Botox tab. So want to make it clear that the additional charge that she has for theft is not a recent charge. Um, it's for Botox, yes, but that Botox was not recent. So that's not one of the things she did to alter her appearance while she was on the run. And that's kind of where we are today. Uh, the U.S. Marshals did provide a, an update last week, and uh, they could not confirm that Caitlin received cosmetic work on her nose. Now there is a photo of a receipt from a cosmetic surgery boutique of sorts in Costa Rica uh, that was found in Caitlin's possessions from the Costa Rican hostel. But the reason the U.S. Marshals say they cannot confirm that she, uh, but that that is her receipt is because there's a fake name on it. It's not Caitlin's name. There's also photos of two different passports going around. Those passports also allegedly found in her belongings at the hostel where she was found in Costa Rica. Um, One appears to be hers and one appears to be someone who looks like her. News outlets have reported that that other passport belongs to her sister. U.S. Marshals could not confirm that it belonged to her sister, but that it was just someone closely associated with her. And all of that, the passports and the cosmetic surgery receipt, they're now uh, in evidence. Um, 
The last thing that U.S. Marshals confirmed was that she went by three different aliases while in Costa Rica, including the alias of Ari Martin. It was discovered Armstrong used different names, aliases, under the alias of Beth Martin, Liz, and Ari Martin. Armstrong used these names at yoga studios and other lodging since her arrival in Costa Rica on May 18th. Now, in the days before the U.S. Marshals had their press conference to confirm or not confirm, rather, the details of the cosmetic surgery, the passports, and her aliases, I was in touch with a woman in California who was able to confirm to me that she was at the hostel in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica at the same time as Caitlin Armstrong. She told me that Caitlin introduced herself as Aerie. They also began, they, they were friends. They exchanged numbers, which leads us to believe that Caitlin did in fact have some sort of phone or source of communication on her. And in a text message, a thread that this person forwarded to me, Caitlin or Ari, as she was going by, and this person were making plans to hang out during their time in Costa Rica. And while they were trying to find a good day to get together, Caitlin tells this person that she's going to have a self-care day at the hair salon in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica, which would lead us to believe that was the day she got her hair cut and her hair dyed. So just real interesting stuff. You know, I, I've, you know, it, Caitlin is just how she was able to stay on the run. This song is, is fascinating in, in a sick way. She made this case kind of thrilling because as us marshals described during their press conference last week, Caitlin was always 10 to 15 days ahead of them. And all it took was, you know, really getting the U S department of, um, of Homeland Security involved to track down what passport she used, how what country she went to, them connecting the dots to Caitlin's love for yoga, to being in Santa Teresa, Costa Rican authorities getting her on a violation of immigration laws for entering the country with a fraudulent passport. Just eventually they were able to close those that 10 to 15 day gap between Caitlin and the U.S. Marshals and in other law enforcement agencies involved in her capture. And now she sits in the Travis County Jail. And um, according to court records, she will, she's not required to show up. But we will have a court appearance on July 20th. And we'll see if, she, if she's there. I, I saw one news report with one of the Costa Rican investigators. And it was interesting. He was just commenting that, you know, certainly her love for yoga and she might've had other reasons for going there, but he commented that, you know, there's a lot of tourists in Costa Rica. Maybe that's why she came here, but it's not that big of a place either. So they were able to track her down relatively easily. Yes. There were, there were many people at that hostel that I've been in contact with. They were not willing to be associated uh, to this terrible crime um, by being interviewed or having their identity revealed, which I think we can totally respect, but they were all introduced you know, by Caitlin as, as, um, as Aerie. And, um, whenever Costa Rican authorities, uh, came to Santa Teresa to, to find her, they were like, well, who's Caitlin? And when they realized it was Aerie, it all made sense. One of the things that, um, uh, that this person, this source that was in Costa Rica at the same time as Caitlin told me 
was that it was a very small, tight-knit community. Caitlin was trying her best to live just a very normal life. She was going to the bars there, just trying to learn how to teach yoga. Um, There's, she also mentioned that there was something intuitively that she felt was off about Caitlin or who she knew as Aerie. And uh, she said when she was arrested, it, something about that feeling just really made sense. You mentioned a a little bit about her arrest Mm -hmm. and that she didn't confirm that she was Caitlin Armstrong right away. Any more information about her demeanor when she was arrested? The U.S. Marshal's uh, office told me that, you know, when she was arrested by Costa Rican authorities, she didn't even try to go by any of the aliases she had been going by for the last 43 days. And that when she was arrested, she appeared very worn out. It almost leads you to think that she was just tired of running, uh, just kind of gave in. And um, because I I, I find it one of the more interesting things about, you know, her being on the run is that for all of the effort she was putting in to not being caught, to just say, yeah, it's me take me away is, is, is fascinating. Um, but yes, the, the, the other things that were mentioned was that to her just appearance, just, she seemed done. She seemed, she was ready to be over with this. Natalie, has anything further emerged about Colin Strickland in the course of the investigation that we have heard about? I did ask law enforcement agencies if Colin Strickland had been cooperative, if there were, if he was assisting and trying to find her. And the U.S. Marshal's office tells me that, you know, after the initial questioning, which he was very uh, open and cooperative with, they hadn't personally heard from them. Now, Austin Police Department, they continue this investigation now that she's back on in, in on U.S. soil. Um, and, and in Travis County. Uh, so I have not heard back from them um, regarding uh, some of the questions I have, one of them being about Colin Strickland. But from what I know from the U.S. Marshal's office, he was very cooperative. But after the initial questioning, they hadn't heard from him. And there was really no no need to get back in touch with him. So nothing suspicious there, nothing more that they needed from him, at least for now. Well, Natalie, it's the type of case that I feel like I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more details about and learn more about Caitlin Armstrong. But in the meantime, I know family, friends, anyone who knew Mariah Wilson, Mo Wilson, as she was known to a lot of people, uh, are, 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 of course, still grieving her loss. It hasn't been that long at all. And maybe this capture of, of Caitlin Armstrong will bring some sense of not closure, but at least uh, a feeling that the person or possibly responsible for this murder has been captured. Absolutely. The cycling community is certainly very on top of this case, following um, all of its steps, seeing where it goes. Certainly they are wanting to find, you know, justice for Anna Mariah Wilson or Mo Wilson as they, they lovingly knew her and the family of Mo uh, released a statement the day of, Caitlin's capture, just thanking all of the law enforcement agencies involved and bringing them one step closer to finding that justice for for their Mo. All right, Natalie Haddad at KVU in Austin, Texas. Thanks so much for being here with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. Be sure to check out our weekly show, True Crime Chronicles, available wherever you listen to podcasts. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson.